Hello, I'm Joe Haddo and this is our series of interviews with the Thixton's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Longlistees, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with Thixton's Old Peculiar, WH Smith and The Express and it's great to have you with us. Today I'm joined by an international best-selling author whose sporting career took off at age 11. He turned down a professional rugby contract to study theatre and TV in Winchester, where he set up a successful theatre company. He now runs his own fitness and nutrition company, as well as being the author of the January David series. Here to talk about his latest novel, Nothing Important Happened Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Will Carver. Hello. Hello. All right. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Where do we find you in this sort of resplendent light room? Where am I? I am in my lounge in the, I, well, I, it's top floor flat. We like to call it the penthouse, but there are, <laughs> but, but, you know, there's only a few rooms. So, uh, yeah, it's the best light I could find. How is uh, lockdown treating you at the moment? It is awful from about nine o'clock till three o'clock where I am the home uh, teaching <laughs> guy i just it's that is not fun i do not care what people are putting on social media about how fun it is and all the time they get to spend with their kids it is awful that is that is how i find it so um after that it, it cools down a bit i mean it can't get much worse um obviously i run a lot of fitness classes as well so i'm doing 16 of those a week um which i try to fit in around teaching the kids and right in an, the next book um wow. so it's pretty full-on but you know for a writer i don't think it's it's such a bad thing to be away from people we we quite like that i think we like to be locked in a shed at the bottom of the garden or or whatever so that side of it is okay so you're doing your sort of own version of uh, of a joe wicks lesson are you oh joe wicks don't get me started on joe wicks um yes it, it's slightly different in that i'm actually there uh, so i <laughs> So we do it on Zoom. It's not pre-recorded. So, um, and you know, and I don't have eight hundred thousand people. I might have like twenty. But yeah, that's a start, isn't it? That's a yeah. good start. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> but enough of this fitness malarkey. Let's uh, let's get into talking about books and in uh, quite specifically about your book, which has been long listed. And congratulations for that. Um, and the very opening of this novel is, is quite striking, and it certainly stayed with me, the event in it. Uh, and for those who haven't read it yet, perhaps you could just tell us what the book's about and what happens at the beginning. Okay, um, so the book opens with um, nine people who've never met each other, they've never spoken to each other before. Uh, they all arrive uh, at Chelsea Bridge in London at the same time, they sit down, they don't talk, they take a rope out of a bag, tie it around their neck, tie it around uh, the steel girder behind, and at the same time, they run forward and leap to their death. Um, we find out that that morning, each one of them received a letter in the post. Um, it only had four letters on it, nothing in, four words even. Um, nothing important happened today. And that was their trigger to let them know that they should go to the bridge and do that. Um, Eventually, we find out that they are part of a suicide cult called the People of Choice, 
where um, the members don't know they're a member until it's too late. Mm. Now, I was really gripped by this book, and part of, part of that reason is because of that first event, which just, you know, I was not expecting, and I'm sure a lot of other readers weren't either. Um, and I'm going, to, I'm going to say something which I hope, it, and I'm saying it in a very positive way, and I hope you take it that way. Um, the novel felt to me very experimental, uh, a sort of like mixture of styles and as if you were slightly playing with the genre a bit. Would you, would you agree with that? I would, yes. I mean, okay, good. yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm very lucky um, to write um, and be published by Arenda Books. I do get a certain amount of freedom to express myself and, 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 and challenge what the genre expects, um, which I did in the last book, Good Samaritans, and I did even more in this one. In the last one I did it, um, and people weren't that put off. So I was like, well, how far can I take it then? Uh, so, so yes, I do play with the style and obviously there's spliced in between the story. There's this kind of instruction manual on how to set up your own very successful cult. Um, very actors, <laughs> excellent fun to write. Um, but yeah, but still in that crime setting, but just crime plus a bit of weird, you know, <laughs> Crime plus a bit weird. Yeah, I'd stick that on the cover, actually. That's quite <laughs> a nice. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, talking with um, another long listy, Will Dean, and uh, talking Will. about his book, and he said, you know, his, his is very much like a sort of, um, he, was, he was saying a Twin Peaks with a, a criminal edge to it because it's that weird and wonderful mix. And I think that's what's so great about the crime genre and about this long list actually is, you know, there's crime as we know it, which is there's a murder and a, maybe a detective or someone solves it, but there's just so much more to it now. And authors are really experimenting like you and they're sort of pushing the boundaries a bit. And I think that's really healthy. I, yes, I agree. There's there, there does seem to be more and more of it. And especially on this, on this list, it, it's really great to see the writers who, are doing that they're they're obviously the the stalwarts of the genre you know that you know can produce great great detective stories over and over but um you know will dean again i, I mean he's he, you're right it is like twin peaks that seedy underbelly of what seems to be a nice town um yes and and myself helen fitzgerald as well just i mean so much comedy in in her crime novels as well in real heart um yeah i think it's yeah i think we need it you need to push things forward mm. it, it, either it can't otherwise it dies doesn't it absolutely yeah mm. um now i mentioned um your previous series of books which feature di january david and in this novel we see the return of detective inspector pace who featured in the previous book uh, good samaritans um do you enjoy writing um, sort of returning protagonists? Do you, do you enjoy that, that series of books? I do. Um, when I wrote January, the January David series, I, I did enjoy writing that series because I, you get to know them. I mean, he, was, he really was the protagonist. He was in the centre of it, all the thick of it. Whereas Pace, it, in, in Good Samaritans, he I think he has about six lines and he's kind of just a <laughs> On, on the news items. Um, 
And in this, his story isn't really part of the main story. Again, he's undergoing therapy from um, the last case. And his, his story runs alongside the uh, suicide cult story, eventually becoming um, intertwined. Um, so I am enjoying it because it's a very, it's a loose series. I mean, they could all, these books can stand alone, but he just kind of, he just pops up in them. So it isn't like, you know, would you, I wouldn't say they were Detective Sergeant Pace books, um, but, but it, it does make a series, yes, because he's in them. No, I, I probably wouldn't either. And yet, you know, by the mere fact that the, the same character who is a detective has cropped up twice, it, it does, it, it sort of lends itself towards a series. But interestingly, yeah, what you said about them being standalone as well, you don't need to have read the previous one or, you know, you could probably jump into the, whatever the next one's going to be because they sort of make sense without the backstory of that character. But if you have read them, then I suppose you, you might just get a tiny little bit more out of them because you know. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you reward the readers that, 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 that started at the beginning. Yes. You know, yeah. I want to talk about this fabulous list then you've already mentioned it and the, you know, the sort of breadth of amazing talent on it and, and the variety of, of books um, that are on it. Have you had chance to read many of your other long listees? And do you have a do you have a favourite or one that sticks out for you? I have, I've read um, obviously a few, uh, quite a few of the authors, not not necessarily the the books on this list. Um, as I mentioned before, Will Dean, I did, I, I read um, the first book in this series, and I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I'm a big Twin Peaks fan, so uh, I'm just rewatching it at the moment. Um, Are you? Yeah. I was thinking about rewatching it. So I started watching it the other day and then I'm part of a Facebook group, a Twin Peaks thing. And it said it was like the 25 year anniversary. And I just started watching it that day. I mean, well, I there you go. It was this, it, there must've been something, you know, we must've subconsciously known that that yes. was the case. Yeah. So, um, yes, but I haven't read the new one, although I, I have downloaded it onto my Kindle. Um, obviously I think, Helen Fitzgerald's books are great. She's a stable mate of mine. Um, <laughs> but I think Worst Case Scenario was just a wonderful book. I mean, mm. I mean short and snappy. Um, yes, it is crime, but there's so much more to it. And again, like you said, you know, doing something different, this menopausal woman is, you know, ready to pop. Um, but also is there's so much heart there um it's a character you can really sink your teeth into i guess but um i love that and i love the comedy element of that um yeah so i think th those are the two I yeah think i'd go and it's with. it's brave i think um to try and weave comedy into crime and when talking to helen she said that you know it wasn't it wasn't a sort of uh, 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 something that she had chose chosen to do straight away it just sort of came out and I think that's the case for other authors on that list as well who might be described as having a sort of dark humor to their comedy but when it works it really does work doesn't it yeah well indeed also she's she's very funny in real life as well so <laughs> it does it does come through but I think you do need it you know that those lighter moments can can make the darker moments even more powerful you know and yeah you know, I, I certainly tried to do it in the last book. This book, it was harder. It's very dark. 
this book. So, um, you know, the things that I thought were light are still actually quite dark. You know, they're just a slightly lighter black. <laughs> um, yeah. Returning to um, this prize then, and, you know, it's, it's 18 books. You're one of them. How did it feel when you heard that you were on this long list for, you know, the biggest award for crime fiction in the country? I was shocked <laughs> um, because, um, well, look at the names on there. You know, you've got, you know, Lee Child, Val McDermott, you know, big, big writers that have been around and, they, you know, they produce these amazing series. And, you know, I tend to think of my book as a little book. You know, it's, it, it always shocks me that, that, you know, when I get a review in the paper or, or you know, I get a message saying someone liked it. I get quite a lot of people messaging me to say they don't like it. I don't mind those. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was shocked, but you know, really pleased. It's 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 the most prestigious um, prize for crime writing. So yeah. to be in the eighteen, I mean, eighteen sounds like a big number, um, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I, if they did a top two hundred and fifty, and I was in it, I'd be chuffed. <laughs> um. I just wanted to pick up on uh, something you mentioned earlier, which, which we talked about at the very beginning of the book um, and the fact that there's a cult um, and this theme runs through the whole of the novel. And I wondered if, if this was just something that came to you or was there a sort of fascination in cults that you wanted to explore? Well, yeah, I think if you're not fascinated by cults, then what's wrong with you? So, <laughs> yes, I mean, I think I'd always had this fascination with cult leaders. Um, I, I've, I, for, a, quite, for my first three books, I really looked into Charles Manson, but um, cult members as well. And this, this idea came to me. I was watching um, like a three-hour documentary on Jonestown, the Jonestown Massacre, and there was a survivor who said that um, there are quotes in the front of the book. It says something like, um, nobody joins a cult. Nobody wants to join something that's going to hurt them. They join like a group with a group of people who they like and, you know, get on with. And, and, and that kind of just flipped my brain. I thought, oh, of course, no one goes, oh, you know what? All these people are going to kill themselves off a bridge. Let's join that group. You know, it's not like joining a book club. Um, so, I just wanted to take that as far as I could. And the fact that these people join a group that ends up hurting them and becomes a cult. Um, what if they were in a cult and, and it was a suicide cult and they, ne and they had no idea. They get this letter through the post, they go somewhere and they die and they never knew they were part of this cult. And then, you know, the mystery behind that and, the police have no idea how to, how to do it because as soon as they get the letter, they destroy it. There's no evidence. There's, you can't see who the leader is. And I just thought, oh, that would be real, really good fun to play with. So, yeah, that's, that's where it came about. Yeah, cult leaders is an interesting um, thing, isn't it? I recently watched, as I suppose many people have done, uh, especially during this lockdown period, I watched The Tiger King on uh, Netflix. And although that's about you know, three very different individuals and certain stories and 
that, that were tied up with them and everything. But there is a there is certain um, certain elements of them that are sort of cultish, and certainly with regard to one of them, I can't remember his name now, Doc something. He struck me as a, a sort of cult leader, one of these figures that you're describing. Yes, they do have a very kind of specific set of traits um, that I, I find uh, applicable elsewhere. So I, I, I wrote a piece recently about how in 2004 I joined a cult, um, which uh, we now know as Facebook. Essentially, <laughs> essentially um, if you look if, through the book, it goes through what makes a good cult leader. Um, you know, Zuckerberg, Facebook, it all it all points towards being a cult. And the thing about cults is it's not a cult until someone on the outside calls it a cult. You know, it's a book club, it's Zoom quizzes or whatever, you know, it's, you know, until someone outside says that's, they're living in a commune, not a community. It's not a cult. So, you know, I'm just calling out social media, you know. I think f fair enough. Yeah. I, I try to call it out at, any possible opportunity to be honest. Um, and finally, before um, we let you go, uh, just tell us what does the Theakston or Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year award mean to you? Do you know, I, when I first got into this writing gig, um, I went to the Harrogate Crime Festival and it was just the most amazing experience. And there are so many of these festivals around and um, there are some great ones and some of them are getting better, but this is, this is always the one, you know, people wait for it. People book up months, the year, the next, the day they go home, they're hanging on that train. They're, they're ready to book for next year. So it's the one, it, it's the one you want to be a part of and, you know, to be on this list for this award. Well, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, it's the one. Uh, it's the one, quite right. And the book we're talking about is Nothing Important Happened Today. It's published, as we said, by Arenda Books, and it's out now, available from WH Smith. So if you haven't read it yet and you liked what Will was saying, then why not treat yourself to a copy? And remember that you get to vote for this shortlist. So if you'd like to see Will on that list, head over to Harrogate Theakston Crime Award dot com and you can place your vote there will it's been lovely chatting uh, thank you for joining us thank you cheers